This is the May the 4th Galactic Dads podcast special. Get ready for Star Wars excitement. I am the father. Is anyone else as hype as I am after that intro? That has got to be. I know the, I am. That has got to be the best Star Wars music. I'm still like low key vibing over here on it. I'm not even low key. This is high key. I'm ready for it, man. Oh man, cannot wait. Man, so so good. That's what James Earl Jones to read me bedtime stories all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And they all start a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Always, always. All right, so welcome, guys. This is our May the 4th Star Wars Galactic Dad special, and it is coming to you provided by Brennan and Jedi John. How's it going, guys? Ready for another great episode. It was, man, speaking of great just episodes, versions, whatever, this was a really good May the 4th. Oh, absolutely. May the 4th, 2020 was phenomenal. We had a ton of good news, awesome stuff going on. A ton of good news, especially with what's going on in the world today. Like, so, like, such good, like, just happy vibes around the Star Wars community, except for the Disney, uh, the Shop Disney site. Not so great, but we'll talk about that, too. Um, Oh, God. But let's get right into it. Like, what are we drinking today, man? Like, what what do you got over there? I mean, right now, I am drinking the Elysian Splits. Split shot, and that's the espresso milk stout. And I feel like if I'm going to go the dark side, I might as well do it on this episode. That is the way to go right there, man. Always the way to go. That sounds delicious. What do you you got over there? So I went with the light side. I went with the Hofbrau Hefeweizen. Um, Very, very excited about it. Uh, I've actually never had this uh, brew from Hofbrau before, and I'm just very excited to try it out. So um, oh, as always, you can find our beers on the Untapped app at Galactic Dad's. Can't wait to see you guys follow along with us. Hit that up. See what we're drinking. Tell us what you've been drinking. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll start drinking together. Oh, there you go. Anytime. I'd be glad to do it right there. Yeah, you'd have to come to the dark side, though. We all probably have a problem. I mean, realistically, we all like stouts. So the dark side's where it's at. The dark side's where it. Hell, I'll go porter. Ooh, yes. Mm. Uh, but also, you can check us out on some other socials. If you aren't keen on drinking, that is totally fine. You can check us out on Instagram at Galactic Dads. You can find us on Twitter at Galactic Dads. Add us. We will talk to you. Have a good time. Uh, and also, you can always find us on the Patreon.com slash Galactic Dads. Check out the sweet content we post up there. And if you aren't so inclined, give us a follow. Become a patron, and you won't regret it. Yeah, and as always, guys, if you guys like us, smash that share button. Share smash us out. It. Rate us. Really, if you want, review us. That'd be fantastic. And always share it. The more you talk about the show gives us more reason to talk on the show. Yeah, and we love talking. We do. It's it's pretty bad. It is. It's actually good stuff, though. So speaking of good stuff, we were talking about May the 4th. Oh, man. So many good things So happened. much stuff came out. Disney Plus really went off the rails this year. Um, this is the first year they've been out, so I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But given the situation, it was cool of them to release Disney what Plus they delivered. Did. Yeah, they delivered Mando documentary. Very exciting stuff. Um, I mean, everybody that watched the show uh, wanted to watch it. I wanted to watch the behind the scenes footage. Um, I just got so pumped to see John Favreau lead a roundtable. Oh yeah, of all the directors and stuff, just kind of talking, talking about what made working on that show magic. 
You know what's so crazy is seeing him in the driver's seat and then seeing those directors just, they all bought in to the vision that he had because he created that character. Um, and that's what's so special about um, people like him and uh, Dave Filoni from Clone Wars. Uh, obviously, we got the season finale for Clone Wars on May the 4th also. Which was incredible. Also good. Um, but Ahsoka Tano was Dave Filoni's baby. Like He created her as a character. He created that. Um, same thing with Dave, or John Favreau with Mandalorian. Created the character, created the story arc, has the story, and knows where they're going with it. And that's how you create good content. That's why I'm very excited on the way that Disney is going about doing things. I know the sequel trilogy split some of the fandom, but I'm very, very excited to see the future. And we got to see a glimpse of the future um, in the last couple months, obviously, with books and novels uh, and comics being um Announced. Uh, announced, yeah. And then, obviously, on uh, Monday, we got movies and TV shows announced also. Very, very exciting stuff. It is, in my opinion, very cool also just to see the complete Skywalker saga available in one spot. Oh, yeah. every I mean, obviously, it's all on Disney+. Plus. It is. It's uh, so... I'm, like It's convenient. It's convenient. And if you've got a month and $7 to blow, that is $7 well spent. I mean, you can watch just the star wars content and it will fill your time really i mean as long as you don't binge the clone wars in three days which you could do i you guess could. Um, you might be inclined to do after watching the first couple seasons you will be because uh, you want to see what happens but realistically like there's some really good content on there and they have been delivering um even with everything else going on in the world yeah, they haven't stopped which is fantastic you know you need that distraction and they certainly are providing it in spades yeah and everybody loves star wars well not everybody but you know most people dig it there's uh, a lot of people that have disney plus that like it <laughs> imagine just, just uh, this is a thought that just occurred to me imagine getting disney plus for the pixar movies and the disney films and then discovering star wars oh like for the first time oh i almost envy them because they have so much good stuff they do and think about, like, but who starts? Like, who would start now with the original movie? Kids. Oh, well, start with the original movie. Start with it. They wouldn't. Exactly. Nobody. Nobody would unless they told to. Um, realistically, you would watch. If you're a kid watching Star Wars for the first time, you're going to pick up the Clone Wars or Rebels because it's animated. And you know, your parents will probably be watching Mandalorian just because it's part of the cultural zeitgeist right now. People yeah. still dig that show. Who traditionally aren't Star Wars fans? Yeah. I mean, you got that space western vibe, like it's that western space vibe. It's so funny because my dad, who loves Star Wars, um, introduced me to Star Wars. Obviously, somebody had to at one point in my life. But when I brought him over to my house, I turned on Disney Plus and I asked him if he was getting it. He's like, "Oh, I don't know." Blah blah blah. I turned the Mandalorian on for him and just watched the opening scene, which I've seen like a hundred times by now. Um, but showed him that opening scene and got it like ten minutes into the episode, and he was like. Yeah, I could watch that show. How do I get this? Yeah. How do I go by this? It was pretty easy, pretty an easy sell, really, really, because he loves westerns already, and like he loves the Star Wars universe. And all of a sudden, you see the Mandalorian walk into a bar <laughs> and get into a gunfight. And get into and a gunfight. Awesome. And it's awesome. So a yeah, space cowboy walks into a bar and gets in a laser gunfight. I'm in. I'm on board. Yeah, sold. Um, but very exciting stuff on Disney Plus. Uh, like like we said, the Mandalorian documentary. Uh, Favreau, you can see a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Clone Wars season finale and uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Season, I, I still can't believe they had the Rise of Skywalker out there so early, but I'm happy they did. 
Yeah, I'm not going to complain. I am a little, little surprised as well, but I'm very happy with it. It's cool to just be able to have it on in the background. You know, like if you're, say you're doing anything, but you still turn it on and it's just on the background. You can stop at any moment, look, and be like, mm, good scene. Yep. Good scene. My hope, uh, if that occurs, and it is Rise of Skywalker. Uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Rise of Skywalker, get ready for spoilers. But I just hope that I start paying attention right at the right moment for Force Lightning to yeah. come out of Ray's hands. Because that was probably one of my favorite moments in Rise of Skywalker. It was awesome. I mean, it, sitting in the theater for the first time watching that, everyone just stopped. And people can say they love the scene or hate the scene because some people will argue that they can't, like, that shouldn't have happened, blah, 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 blah. Realistically, sitting in the theater, you were wowed. You were like, wowed. Like, whether or not you agree with it. you were surprised. It, you were surprised, and you were wowed. Yeah. So, like, realistically, it was a good scene. So, while we're on the topic of Force Lightning. Oh, yeah. Let's just talk about the Force Lightning uh, in that film that I just could not. I don't know. If it was okay, fine. When all of the ships show up and you've got that that beacon of hope, yep. He single handedly force lightnings them all. Palpatine does, and here's the thing that bothered me even more. I I I feel what's coming through the force. I feel it. You can give it. You can give me your question though. I guess someone was using the force to hold those ships up for as long as they were free falling. In the middle of whatever battle was going on with, with with Ben and and Ray and Palpatine, I just mm. so so surprisingly, my foresight betrayed me. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask how he didn't hit lightning on his ships, <laughs> but because <laughs> that is another great question on how he just force targeted. <laughs> that's that's how he did it. He force targeted only the rebel ships. That's amazing. It is from a man who's underground. Um, but even if he has the power of all the Sith before him and whatever, fine. Even still, gravity is a real space bitch. But and they're it, in space. And it ex- they were on a planet. Well, no one in that scene is floating around. True. You're on a that's planet. Yeah. So that's the. What I, if all the Star Destroyers have their own. <laughs> gravitational pull <laughs> i really can't argue it it's, it's tough. tough it's yeah. tough that's my only it, and that's i'm sorry that's not a little one that, you know that's a big gripe but you know what's great it's science fiction okay yeah i get Which it it's star wars they I, can do whatever they want i and you know what you i have, have to a really it. high tolerance for suspension of disbelief i really do yeah i know you do but you just gotta let this one go <laughs> this one that was my only gripe from the film i mean there's a few gripes that everyone has but ultimately they can do whatever they want because our rules don't apply i did i i did dig it uh how the film ended but i know a lot of people are upset with that but i thought it wrapped everything up nicely whatever it's fine yeah i mean Realistically, it was Star Wars, and for me, any Star Wars is good Star Wars. So, and I know it's tough sometimes to say, but it's still Star Wars. You know what? It, you're you're absolutely right. If you love something, any of it is good. Uh, I'm a massive, you know, comic book fan, Batman fan, X Men fan, and I've dealt with about ten years of not great X Men stories. But now I still have them. I I read them. 
I, I really enjoyed them because they're X-Men. So I can do that disbelief and still enjoy something that's probably not amazing. Um, with some of the some of the Star Wars movies, I won't say which ones, but it was probably the last one before this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, something yep, about right. Jedi. I don't know. Yeah, um, one of those ones. But it's fine. Any Star Wars is good. Star Wars, and you know, anything fandom wise is great. Uh, and along those lines, any news about Star Wars is good news. Yeah. And we got some great news we on got May the 4th. Great news. So Taika Waititi's getting his own uh, movie, which is great. Which is phenomenal. Um, can't wait for that. Uh, there, there's really no other detail about it besides the fact that he gets to do it. Yeah. Well, his co-writer, and I can't remember her name right now, but she wrote... The uh, 1917. She helped write 1917. Oh. So she was up for an Oscar last year, too. So um, very, very good. And then we got Leslie Headland's uh, 100%. Like, it's a go project for her writing for Disney+. Plus. Um, she's doing something for... She did the multiple episodes for the Russian Doll. Um, and whoever broke this story, I forget who it was at this point, uh, but they talked about how... Um, man, who was it? AllEars.net, I think, dropped it, and it was Leslie Headland's going to do a female-centric Star Wars story. And what hurts me for the Star Wars fandom, because I'm part of it, is when people say female-centric, for some reason, there's a loud minority out there that really has an issue with those stories. And I need to suck it up because, unfortunately, the whole sequel trilogy was around Ray. I was going to say, I don't understand how we haven't had a female-centric last three movies. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we nailed it already. We we went through it. And uh, I think the argument is that people didn't like the... I don't think it was Daisy Ridley's fault. No, she's good. I think she's she played Ray very well. I think she did a good job. So I'm not sure what everyone's griping about, but I'm excited to see more females in Star Wars. Why not? Um, some of the female characters in Star Wars, especially the legend characters, are some of my favorite characters in the universe that some people don't know about, like Mar Jade and Jaina Solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are good characters out there that are female characters. Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, I'm very excited about it, and I can't wait to see what she does. I'm hoping she takes it to a new part of the universe, um, either Old Republic or High Republic, whichever one. Uh, either way, it'll be fun for us. Uh, obviously, Disney Plus is also still doing the Cassian Andor uh, stories from Rogue One. So before he got to Rogue One, where was he at? And then I was actually going to point out Rogue One as a female-centric story. I mean, realistically, uh, focused on Jyn Erso. So that's still such an awesome movie. It's a good movie. I am one with the Force, and the Force is with me. Oh, Chirrut, oh, so good. So good. Uh, and. Um, Spoiler alert, I won't spoil it because some people out there haven't seen it yet, and I won't I won't do that to them. But there's a good callback for the Clone Wars in that. Um, oh, sweet. Yeah. And uh, so very good stuff there. But uh, So Leslie Headland does get to do her project on Disney+, and we're also getting, um, like I said, Cassie Andor and the Obi-Wan series that's coming out on Disney+. So very, very excited to see those things. Uh, Taika Waititi is doing a movie. We'll see where that lands. We'll see what he does it on. We have no details about when or yeah, the what setting time period it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. We have nothing that yet. That is in the air. 
So, but very excited because I think uh, he's a good choice for a director. I think it's strong. He's a strong choice. Uh, his directing on the season one finale of The Mandalorian was excellent. Critically acclaimed. Very well done. So I, I really have no fear. Uh, he can take existing characters and do great things with them, uh, as evident from uh, Thor Ragnarok. So I'm, I'm, I have high hopes for him. So I look forward to that. I also really, though, um, even look forward to season two of The Mandalorian. Yep. Uh, yeah, still I, go. I just cannot wait to see Ahsoka as Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. On that. That's just insane. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I hope she plays a major role in it. I, I don't know I really how do much too. of a role she will play. Uh, my prediction for that is she is the people, quote-unquote, that the Mando is trying to find for Baby Yoda. Well, for the child. As that's that's a pretty good educated guess. I mean, I think so. I mean, he was told to find the child's people. Well, at that time period, his people are... Mandalorian, or are the Jedi, which are, well, Ahsoka Tano is one of the major ones still alive during that time period. So very excited to see what kind of role she plays with the child and the Mandalorian story. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on. I'll, I mean, you know what I'm really into, Brandon. Let's, let's do it. Just, yeah. You know I'm really into toys and collectibilities. Yes. So. Which, by the way, you still... You still got that Mando figure oh, I for do, me? Oh, I do have the carbonized Mando for you. I keep forgetting to bring it, but I, I do have it. I'll it's, remind you next time because yeah, now yeah. I just kind of really want it. Yeah, it's kind of it's in a nice little case for you. It's oh ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Sir, you are a Jedi. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, all the collectibles, so, so good. Uh, Lego came out with stuff. They had the Trench Run release uh, <laughs> for Lego sets. Uh, it was an exclusive for May the 4th. Uh, all the uh, Lego VIPs probably got a pre-order on that before everybody else did, and then it sold out really quickly on the fourth. Obviously, did uh, one of our one of our Patreon supporters, uh, Keith? Oh yeah, did he get his hands on one. Oh yeah, they got him. Yes, yeah. him and Special K both both got the the trench run for Lego. They're awesome. both big Lego guys. Quick shout out to our Patreon supporters. Yep, uh, but they were very excited to get their hands on that. And Lego ships incredibly fast. Go figure. Um, they were probably prepared. Oh, I'm sure they knew. Uh, and if it's pre-ordered, they can send it out the day before and be like, it'll get to them after it's released, so it's fine. Um, I paid for same-day shipping. <laughs> I wanted to do that unboxing video before anyone got it. I wanted it. Uh, but, yeah, very good stuff there uh, for Lego. Uh, all the minifigs. There's just, you know how crazy minifigs are? I didn't realize that until uh, Keith showed me some stuff and I'm like, Oh, are you serious right now? You paid that for that? And they're like, Well, you paid that for that six inch figure and I'm like, Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a I, six inch figure. I defy <laughs> you to ever point at someone else's collectible hobby and say, What? That's ridiculous because they will look right at you and go, What what's what you got a whole room full of what? Oh yeah, I have that's no ridiculous. chance. I have no chance. Um so speaking about me, what did I go hunting for, right? Yeah, so, tell me about it. Uh the six-inch Black Series figures from Hasbro released their 40th anniversary for the Empire Strikes Back figures. So I picked up all those. Oh, all of them? I th- yeah, I believe there's 10 of them. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so I ordered, I pre-ordered from Hasbro for the first wave. The second wave technically doesn't pre-order from Hasbro till August. 
Well, good thing Target is releasing the second wave early because they all have the same um, SKU number, basically, which is the item tag for retailer. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, so they just sold them as wave one also. So I got them all and super excited about that um, because I have the 40th anniversary from the um, A New Hope uh, from a couple of years ago, obviously. I've got all those. Uh, so now I'm only missing one 40th. Uh, it, it, these are the ones on the flat card backs like they used to come in, the vintage ones. Yeah. But they're the six-inch version of them, so they're the size figure that I collect, and they, um, but they have the card back, which is kind of cool. Um, but I have all of the 40th and New Hope, and the only one I'm missing right now for Empire is Boba Fett. Oh. Which was an SDCC exclusive from last year, which I did not get my hands on. And oh, was he the multicolor one? No, he's the retro one, yeah. 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 Because I remember I was trying to find somebody at SDCC last year mm-hmm. to go and like maybe grab one for me. But, of course, by the time they got to that booth, it was barren. Yeah. So it was like the sands of Tatooine. It's it's sad at some of those conventions because they, they sell out of those, some of those uh, real fast. And I, you know, what's funny about that one, too, is I should have shelled out the three or four times the money it was worth at the time just to get my hands on it. Cause now it's like eight times. Yeah. And so it, it hurts. It's tough. I'm still going to end up getting it eventually because you know, I got to complete that series of figures. Uh, it's bad. Do it before it's really uh like really before it's worse. Yeah. It'll probably chill where it's at now because the exclusive, um, Luke Skywalker for the a new hope, um, is chilling just over the price of the, the Boba Fett is currently. So it'll it'll probably flatten out. It's going to plateau right there. Very cool. Pretty good stuff, though. So good collectibles for me. There's also a, a ton of um, Funko Pops that released, obviously, uh, like six or 12-inch Boba Fett Funko Pop. I did not get that, Brandon. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm not. You were thinking about it. Though. I was. I was like, there's no way. There's no way he did not get that, but you didn't. No. So you know what? Honestly, we're very proud of you. Are you gonna give? Are you gonna give me some? Oh, you're gonna give it to me. I'm okay. proud of you. Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Anyway, uh, but as far as the other toys and stuff go, um, and collectibles, the Disney website, man. Yeah, tell me about what what happened. It failed miserably. Was it not right for the traffic? Uh, I obviously not. It had to be a traffic issue because the checkout procedure was terrible. Um, I had people sitting in checkout for three hours on an online website waiting for it to refresh to take payment. Do you know what that sounds like to me? What's that? That sounds like us trying to get into San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, basically it, except except they'd wait for three hours just to just check out. Hey. They had stuff in their cart. That's insane. Yeah, it was it was rough. Um, I couldn't You couldn't even access the site. Like if I was trying to get on the site, I was in a key, it was one of those like we're trying to make everyone's experience better, so we're gonna kick everybody else off the site right now until it's open. I waited in that queue for an hour, and then I'm like, nope, not doing it right now. I logged on eight hours later. The stuff I wanted to get was mostly still there. Oh, but that's good. The Ahsoka, they had Ahsoka Tano like Minnie Mouse ears with the Ahsoka colors and the bow and everything. Seventy bucks. Shut it. Shut it. That is Disneyland pricing. Yeah, guess what? It was back ordered within four minutes of release. 
four minutes. Money, man. Yeah. Just money. Just My stupid. God, that's insane. Because, I mean, it's Clone Wars. Ahsoka is one of the most popular characters in Star Wars. She is now. I mean, you think, I mean, she, well, she was a few years ago. When well, and she had all the kids. She, I mean, because she, she you, when, we, when we were introduced to Ahsoka, she was a young Padawan. Mm-hmm. So, like, people in their, I mean, when they were eight years old, they met Ahsoka. Watching the Clone Wars and TV now, show, and now they're those people are twenty. Like in their twenty, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and they are ready to buy, and they love that character. I got, I got a job. I'm ready to job. buy me some, some Star Wars yeah. merch. Exactly, and Ahsoka is just one of those characters that everyone buys after. So, um, but yeah, there was a couple things like the Disney keys came out for Star Wars. They looked awesome. I didn't get one. Uh, the fortieth anniversary pins for The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, there was a, uh, the May the 4th pins that came out that come out every year. Of course. Um, but yeah, it was insane. And yeah, the website basically shut down for the first five hours of the day because for whatever reason, they couldn't check anybody out because everybody spammed the website. Of course. And it is, it was rough. It was rough, but, uh, I did end up getting what I wanted, which was a gift for Olivia and, uh, uh, one of the May the 4th pins. Uh, for myself, because that's all I was after. Well, there you go. Well, as long as you got that, yeah, it was good, good stuff. Now to the rest of it. Yeah, let's let's talk about uh, divisiveness, and let's let's talk about what causes divisiveness. And usually, it's a difference of opinion. Yeah. And so, with that in mind, in the spirit of May the Fourth, let's talk about our favorite Skywalker saga film. So the core. Nine films. Okay. Which one is your favorite? What? Hang on. Let me back that up. Because if we do that, mine changes. So what we should say is, what is your first memory of your Star Wars? What's the first Star Wars movie you saw? And what's your favorite memory of it? Ooh. So. Because my favorite Star Wars film and the answer to that question are two separate films. Right, because my first Star Wars movie was A New Hope. Okay. In theaters, my first Star Wars film was A Phantom Menace. My favorite Star Wars memory was going to the theater for Phantom Menace because my mom took me. Oh, yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, my mom's no longer with us, but like it was one of my favorite memories with her because she made sure I got there like the first week. It wasn't opening day, but it was the first week that it was out because I, I asked her like every day to go. And uh, But it was one of my favorite memories of Star Wars because it was something I got to do with her. Um, but my first movie I ever watched was New Hope. Obviously, at home, my dad owns the VHSs. He probably still has them somewhere in the house. Uh, but uh, it was fun sci-fi for me at that time, obviously, um, along with, like, Indiana Jones, all that stuff my dad watched. So I was very, very used to action-type I think I like your movies. dad's taste in film, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's two big franchises right there from Disney. And, well, not and Disney at the time, Lucas George film. Lucas, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, very good stuff. Uh, enjoyed those movies and uh favorite film it's so tough because i i i want to say i want to have a favorite film but like the empire strikes back is easily the in my opinion the best star wars film made um there are close ones my favorite film to watch over and over again 
I mean, honestly, I'm probably just going to have to go with A New Hope because I, that's when I got introduced to those characters, so I can probably rewatch that over and over again, no problem. What about you? What do you got? I think, okay, so... Long answer for me. I'm going to go with my... Uh, First movie I think I saw in theaters, or just first movie I sat down, watched the whole way through, was definitely uh, The Phantom Menace. And my favorite memory from The Phantom Menace is Darth Maul. And you can probably tell where I'm going with this. It's an iconic movie moment, especially in Star Wars now. But when uh, Darth Maul, uh, played by Ray Park, turns his lightsaber sideways and ignites the other blade... And just the reaction from Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan and the feeling. It's one of those first moments in my movie-going career where you get the, those chills and you just want to cheer. And just, you just say, wow, like the, why have we never thought of that? So when that happened, that was huge. And for that to happen to me at such a young age was was. I mean, that was baller. What, Phantom Menace was 99? 99, yeah. I, I, was, I was 13 when I was really starting to develop an appreciation of more in the movies than just this is cool. And you know how many people like dog George Lucas for the prequels or did dog him? I don't know if they dog him anymore because realistically the same people that dog George Lucas were killing the sequels. So like um, it might, they might change their mind. I don't know, but realistically everybody that walked into that granted it was in the, I think it was in the pre one of the trailers on, on TV probably had the double blade lightsaber so nobody was surprised but when you saw the trailer at your house and you were like he's got a double blade lightsaber i have to go see it that's that is insane it's awesome that just looking at darth maul i think darth maul what to me vader was always just vader there was nothing mysterious about him there was because by the time i was old enough to see the films and and understand them vader was just kind of a household name he wasn't scary. Yeah, I was like, that guy breathes funny and it's Mufasa's voice. I don't, you know, I'm like, I'm that young. Yeah. And then I see Darth Maul and I think to myself, that's scary. Dude's a scary dude. That is scary looking. He doesn't say much. And when he, he expresses himself with his body language and that is lethal and it's awesome. Yeah. Lethal and intimidating. So, I mean, that was just really cool. It was, it was something I don't think I'll ever forget. It's one of the times when even trailers became very powerful to me for, for film. Yeah. Uh, so that is probably the strongest star Wars like memory thing that really sticks out to me. And imagine if we didn't have trailers then or merchandise to go into and you just walked the into that theater was nuts. and you just walked into that theater and you saw that double blade go out like of like a full blown surprise like yeah. they hit it from you the whole time. Yeah. That would have been epic. Yeah. Everybody would have lost their mind. Like you know what that is? Insane. That would have been an equivalent to um Cap lifting Thor's hammer in Endgame. Yeah. I mean cuz they hit it well. I I so wanted it to happen though. Like I knew he was going to be the one to lift it, but yeah, I I see what like you're saying. Like you want it. You know yeah, you, but want you don't it. know you're going to see it and then when yeah. you see it Oh, chills. man. Just straight chills. I still get chills thinking about that. Yeah. Which, thank the Lord, that's on Disney Plus, too. Um, but my favorite Star Wars film, favorite Star Wars film, is still probably Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And, and I know it just sounds like I'm agreeing with you, but 
oh, we've discussed it before. Empire Strikes Back is the standard in which I relate all other films to when it comes to comic book genre, science fiction, fantasy. The level of world building, continued storytelling, just the increase in quality from a first movie, it sets the bar so high that almost makes me sad it came out in the 80s. It was, yeah. what, 1980 exactly? Yeah. It just, like, I think of movies on that level are Godfather 2. It's that good. Yeah, absolutely. And, and The Dark Knight. Yeah. Dark Knight's so good. I can't yeah, think. Same thing with sequels. Yep. I cannot think. Like, those are the three sequels that I just hold together. It's like they're they're what you compare all of their sequels to. Yep. And that's, I think, why Empire Strikes Back is so great to me. That and the characters. I mean, Leia Dahan, I love you. I know. What? what? Like, that's such a great line. Who wrote that? Yeah. Was that ad-libbed? I could see it. That'd be even better. Yeah, right. It's it's insane. Like, and, and then, of course, I am your father. Mind blown. So Can't replace that. It's definitely definitely Empire Strikes Back. And you meet Lando for the first time, mm. and he's a fan favorite, like almost immediately. Cloud City, yeah. You get to see a new place. It's it's so great. Like that second me movie can mean so much to the trilogy. Like you get more character development, you get uh, new characters, you get new places, and then you have a cliffhanger. Like you have something to chew on for the next movie for years, yeah, years. Could you imagine if we had to do that now? Well, I'm not yeah. talking about till next Christmas every either. Other, every I mean, other year, yeah. You had different. to wait, yeah. I can't imagine that'd be insane. It would be. The internet would implode. Oh yeah, but you know, somebody on the internet would have that theory that Vader was Luke's father by now. Like, I mean, one hundred percent. That would have been fluid out there, and it would have been picked apart by other people. It would have been supported flooded. by other people, yeah. and then it would happen, and then somebody would have ruined that today. Yeah, by going, he can't be because, and then it would just fan theories would destroy Empire Strikes Back today. Yeah, but it would still the movie's still good. Oh yeah, movie's still good. But yeah, if we were if back in the eighties, like we would be sitting downstairs in our basement right now, like right. Oh, you mean right now? Uh, just talking to each other and. Discussing yeah. it, but no one would ever know our theory There's because no it would just be us. Here. Yeah, it would just be us. Whereas now we throw it out as a May the 4th special edition of our podcast, which is crazy to me. Right. Which, by the way, thank you all for listening. Yeah, absolutely. Hope you're enjoying it so far. If you have any of your own shared memories of Star Wars, your most memorable moment in Star Wars from the films, you can share them with us on the socials. Uh, we'd love to talk to you about them. And tell us your favorite why, why you agree why you disagree with us or uh, give us your unpopular opinion. What do you think? What, what movie do you love that no one else loves and tell us why? Do you have a least favorite Brandon? Yeah, I do. I do have a least favorite. You want to, you want to give it to me? It's a prequel. It's a prequel, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Which one? What it, you got? It's attack of the clones. Why is that? It's so boring. Yeah, that's a little boring. You get to, mind you, I say that watching it as kind of like a teenager is when I, is when I really kind of started seeing that. 
And you do see cool stuff. You get to see Yoda flip around. But there's so much conversation about stuff that I was just kind of like, wow. And then some of, I don't know. I don't know what I wanted more from it, but it was just kind of like an intergalactic political thriller. Yeah, I mean, realistically, I did not like that movie. There were cool either. things. There were core cool things. I think, like, at the end of the movie, when Yoda draws his lightsaber, you're like, oh, my gosh, Yoda's going to fight. Everyone went nuts when Yoda's going to fight. But That's what you went to the movie to go see because that was in the trailer. Yeah, but that's that's the best part of the movie. That's it right there. And you have to wait so long <laughs> to see that. The rest of the movie's a little rough. Um, yeah, it, it's tough. And realistically, it's still... probably my least favorite. I'd almost rather watch Ewoks take down a technologically advanced, well-funded army. How about the Ewok movies? Like, the separate Ewok movies? Like, I'd watch those. <laughs> I think I might watch episode two before watching the separate Ewok films. I don't know. Some of them are pretty good. Uh, just saying. <laughs> I think they're on Disney Plus, too. I can't wait to go find them. We're going to go look now. You know what's great on Disney Plus that I just found the other day? It's totally unrelated to Star Wars. Sorry, everybody. But uh, The Princess Bride just hit uh, Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. And Olivia had never seen it. So you know what I what I made her watch, right? You want to know who fell asleep? You. Olivia fell um, asleep. And I'm like, are you serious right now? You're going to fall asleep during this? This is so good. <laughs> And she's like, I don't get it. I'm like, no, you get it. You just aren't paying attention. She doesn't get it. She doesn't want to get it. She That's doesn't the thing. Want to. Yeah. Doesn't want to. Anyway, uh, so everyone can give my wife crap about that, though. Uh, hasn't watched The Princess Bride all the way through. So has no idea where you killed my father, but bear to die. <laughs> my name is Migo Okay, okay. We could go Moving on. on. Let's not go down that road. All right. Hole. Anyway, um, other news. For Star Wars, for, uh, May the 4th, I made a purchase. Um, well, I made the first payment on a purchase. How about that? John got a space Winnebago. He's going to do space balls. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Who wants to be my barf? <laughs> I'll do it. All right, great. Um, no, uh, but I, I am starting to sell some of my uh, toy collection, so to speak. Uh Four. I'm I'm getting a, a full Boba Fett <laughs> cosplay made, and I'm super excited about it. Are you? But are I am financing it through my collectibles that I currently own. So I am selling off Funko Pops right now and some Black Series figures. So I'm I'm pretty excited about it though because I've always just, wanted it. Just to ballpark it for everyone. I don't I don't want I don't want no? to. Uh-uh. You don't want to just. Throw in a number, maybe. I'll say something. I'll say one thing, though. I sent my measurements to Italy. Oh, my God. Uh, the place that I got it from, I like their... Once it's done, I'll, I'll share it. I don't want to throw them out in case something goes wrong right away. Like, I don't, I, I don't want to ride my story, but they are... Uh, they, they gave me an estimate of 18 months for completion for everything, and that's a full armor set for Boba Fett, all the... Um, Plates, we're talking missile backpacks and missile rocket pack. Yeah, does that come with the flamethrower gauntlet? Uh, I'm not sh- no. Well, yeah, it should come with a gauntlet on my my left okay. wrist. So ne- next question. Next question. Are you gonna show me kind of the whole process? 
Because you know what happens. Oh, I'll share. I'll share the process with our Patreon. Absolutely. I just a matter of, I don't want to throw them out there yet, uh, just because. I mean, they just accepted first payment, so we'll see what actually starts happening. Um, but the work they've done previously that I've seen, top notch, top notch. That's why I chose them because I sourced multiple um, places. I'm very, very excited. You know what's going to happen, right? What's that? So you'll get the suit, and if it's absolutely just baller i'll be selling some stuff because <laughs> you know which suit i'm going for yeah why don't you share i'm going arkham knight bat suit all day all day all day that thing is beyond that's pretty sweet phenomenal i love the batman suits i actually uh as far as all the batman suits one of my I, arkham knight's good i think my absolute favorite though is the arkham origins bat suit that is so well done, but that's not the point here. But that's I want that. Yeah, I'll ballpark one piece of the uh, attire for everybody though. How about the helmet? The helmet, the helmet evidently costs around twelve hundred to two thousand dollars, depending on where somebody gets parts from. Just for the helmet itself, whole to make it to make it to, to make it authentic. Which is what you need to do what to do you have to dip it in a Sarlacc pit? Yeah, right. You, <laughs> you gotta dip it right in there and pull it right out. Um but nobody pulls out of here. Anyway, uh the uh the big thing is that uh you wanna make it authentic because I would love to be a part of the five oh first, uh, which is your local regimen for Star Wars cosplay, basically. Uh they do charity work and do everything else, like they go to hospitals and That's parades incredible. and everything else. Yeah. Real and, quick, five oh first. Yeah, big clap for them. Big applause. Good job. Good job. Uh, a lot of everything they do with communities, parades, everything else. Uh, really want to be a part of that um, and share my love for Star Wars, but also uh, have some kind of influence in the community and and have fun while doing it. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, giving back is is big. And if I'm Boba Fett and I get to go visit somebody, um, whether it be in a hospital or on a parade route or um, at a uh, like the symphony does the, they play the music over mm-hmm. the, over the movie in front of you, uh, on the Omni screen projector. Well, yeah. Oh, or like, at, well for us, it's the St. Louis symphony. You can go watch the movie and they play the music in the background. So hang on a second. Hang on. Have you thought about the fact that you'll get this suit, spend all this money and be awesome as Boba the Fett and you'll go see a kid and that kid will think you're dressed as the Mandalorian. Are you ready for that? Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen. I'm going to be a Mandalorian, but if it's any Star Wars person or um, their parent is with them, I hope they correct them because I won't be able to talk. <laughs> so this is the way I'll get a voice changer that just says he's no good to me dead. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's all. That's all I'll do. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, or uh, I forget what he said to Vader and. Empire Strikes Back now, but he says no disintegrations. I think he says as you, he doesn't say as you wish. Maybe he does. I can't remember. Um, but yeah. Um, very Somebody, if you just know that, just tweet it at us. Yeah, tweet right it now. at me right now. I, I'd be good. Um, but I'm very excited about it because uh, I was between him and uh, getting a Commander Cody or Commander Rex, which are both just it's a real close seconds. Close seconds, but incredibly cheaper <laughs> options but i decided that if i was going to spend money on something i'm going to spend money on my favorite so go big 
Yeah, so I'm very, very excited about that. So you guys can join me in my uh, cosplay um, adventure. I will post pics for them also, but I'm sure it'll hit their Instagram. I can't wait for them to um, start that project. I'll start posting once they start for them uh, because it seems like a great – it's a costume lab, so it is literally what they do. I yeah, can't they'll wait. They'll make it great. Yeah. Can't I can't wait. wait to see that. Just like I can't uh, – you know what? I'm I'm at a loss there because now all I'm thinking of is send me the send me the website. Yeah, send me the address. I just want to I just want to see it. I want to see what they can do with some ideas I have. But no, let's get back to the May the Fourth kind of celebrations and stuff that came out. Um, I don't know what else I could be super excited about. Um, it's a little kind of a bit of a bummer that celebration this year is just kind of it's hanging on it's hanging on slowly but i don't think it's gonna happen i don't think it's gonna happen because sdcc is not happening sdcc and it's a california thing it is california thing um the only good thing is like so disneyland beijing is opening uh okay so there's hope if it is is it a new hope uh, yeah, yeah, it is, is a new hope because they just announced they were opening. Uh, so, uh, but I'm hoping that uh, if they're opening now in two months, well, three months from this date, uh, Disneyland, California, or Anaheim will be open. Mm-hmm. And if Disneyland's open, I, it's hard to say why they wouldn't do Star Wars Celebration. But at the same point, I can see why they wouldn't because it looks like Disneyland's plans for opening are – uh, 50% capacity. Yeah, very, so very uh, staggered return schedule. Yeah, so they're going to limit the people in the park, So, which means Anaheim Convention Center probably will not open, which means, unfortunately, we're going to miss our 40th anniversary panels for Empire, Empire. Strikes Back. Yeah, so it kind of sucks. At the same point, they'll probably just roll it over to next year, and if they do it next year, uh, they've been on like an every-other-year schedule. But then this year they... They bumped it because they did the 20th anniversary last year for the Phantom Menace, and they were doing the 40th anniversary for Empire this year. We're spoiled. We are a spoiled fan base. It's insane. We get so much good stuff. It, it, people complain, but and people online are definitely a loud minority, but like we get Star Wars content. All the time. You're not going to be upset. You can't be upset. If it's not a movie, if it's not a TV show, it's comics. At the very worst, we're getting books at the end of the year. Because Absolutely. guess what? Writers can still write right now. In fact, they have just time to write. Like they should be all yeah. kicking stuff. For for writers right now, this is business as usual. Yeah. I, I really though I don't I, talk I, to anybody. I check my Twitter a couple times a day and I write. <laughs> and I create. Uh, but it's a beautiful time to be a Star Wars fan. Uh this May the fourth was a great example of that. Even with everything going on, we still got incredible star wars stuff so if you're a fan like we're fans then we should all be celebrating together but yeah. um john i'm gonna be honest i think we're winding down here yeah that's pretty much it this is a good time for the may the fourth be with you it is may the fourth be with you and with you also god that just feels good yeah does that not feel good it feels so good i for some reason i just want to throw it on at the end I am one with the force. The force is with me.